With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The opening bell. And for the first time joining us for the opening bell, we'll introduce him to kick off proceedings, Tommy Haylock. Good morning to you, Tommy. Good morning, Gareth. Good morning to everyone out there. Yes, uh, the sun is shining, and as you said, it is a good winter's race day ahead. I look forward to dissecting it all with you in the next hour, Gareth. And Mickey Gannon, it's hard to believe in the middle of winter, especially in Melbourne and Sydney, we're racing on a good four. It's outstanding to see, G. Morning, mate. And morning, uh, Tommy. A really fair track, some really good racing. And uh, it's a shame the rail's in seven metres at Rose Hill, but uh, could be a bit of an edge there for the punters. I look forward to getting into that one as well, G. Tommy Haylock, when we have a look at Caulfield, first of all, and it's Bletchingly Stakes Day, I still think, I remember growing up as a kid coming from country Victoria to Melbourne. Mum took me to the Bletchingly Stakes and it gave me a feeling, I know it was in the latter part of July, but it's nearly like the start of the spring for mine. It's uh, We see some of the better horses trialling this week and we get the Bletchingly underway. And I think it's the start of the, a little bit of the, the carnival kicking off, especially at, at the Heath for the MRC because... Um, before you know it, we'll have those wait-for-age Group 1 races not far away over the, the 1,400 metres like the Memsey. Yes, yeah, spot on, especially when the sun's shining, Gareth. That makes it a bit more spring-like. Um, it's a beautiful day in Victoria. The rail out six metres of Caulfield. Uh, and the Bletching Lady, obviously a good Group 3 race. So we're back to group racing, and it does look a good race. I'm, it's always an exciting time of year, G, because the good horses start trialling again, and when that happens, you know uh, the spring is very close. So... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good day of racing. The Westernly looks a, a really good race, and I know uh, Gano's had a close look at it as well. Let's start with this Caulfield meeting, Gatto. When you have a look at the prices here throughout the day, there's a lot of well-back favourites here. It could just be an absolute dead-set fill-up for the punters. Yeah, it could go one way or another, depending on how the track plays. A lot of these uh, short price runners, do they sort of get back and run on type. So I'd be really interested to see, see how Tommy thinks the track will play. I think it's been pretty fair of late. Speed will probably determine uh, how they go. But yeah, it could be uh, rocks or diamonds for the punters today, G. I think it would be an even track, Tommy, looking at the history there at Caulfield. Six metres, I think. I think that I think you want to be getting off the fence towards the back end of the day. Your thoughts there? Yeah, wind has such a huge impact at Caulfield now. We've got it. Yeah. I just went for a walk earlier, G. I was up bright and early. Um, no wind to speak of at the moment, but it is kicking up to a northwesterly 15 to 20 um, kilometres per hour later in the middle of the day. So uh, if that kicks up, you might want to get off the fence and cover um, may come into play later in the day. But um, especially when you see westerlies when from the shoot starts, if you're blowing a, a gale into the headwind there from the shoots, Cover is important, but I think um, the way the track's uh, playing with the, the rail in six and the way it's played of late, I think you'll be looking for a, a fair surface. Um, notice yeah. advantage to be up on speed, and then later in the day, um, they might get a bit further away from the fence and be able to run on. But um, I'd focus more on, on those up speed, and, and speed is talent, and those yeah. up on pace early. And I know Gano touched on a few favourites that might get back, so that's an interesting one. And I think when I have a chat to the to the track boys and analysing track patterns um, throughout the years, 
I think the best advice that I've ever got is that if you watch the wind conditions play, you, you, you hit the nail on the head for mine there, Tommy. Wind conditions are so crucial. Like wind conditions can change mid-meeting. And I learned that quickly in Perth, especially towards the, the <laughs> back end of the meeting. Like you can have horses dead set fence and just dominate up pace. And then all of a sudden the Fremantle doctor kicks in and you do not want to be up front. The perfect example for that was in the winter bottom last year. Yeah, yeah, all the horses on the pace, um, they they fell in a hole as they spun for home, and then you had horses like Pulele and the like sweeping out wide. So it happens a lot at Flemington, I think, with the track pattern when the wind picks up. And my advice from Liam O'Keefe and the track curators out there and some from pro punters is that when the wind conditions get above 20 Ks, that's when it can play havoc um, regarding the track pattern. Anything under 20 Ks, I think sometimes it can confuse us a little bit. So that's what I go on. And it'll be interesting to see how Caulfield plays today. But let's analyse a few of these markets. And it's always fascinating, Mickey Gaddon, for the to, the two-year-olds kicking off proceedings. And it's fascinating at this time of the year because a lot of the connections are wanting to win these two-year-old races, especially in town, before the end of the season. And there's not too many opportunities left for the three-year-olds as well. Um, and we've got a horse like Wolfie that Nick Ryan gave a good push for. And Kath Coleman was all over a couple of her horses, along with Peter Moody, of course. Sensical for Damien Oliver and Amigo, who gets an inside gate. And they tell me they'll ride Amigo a little bit more aggressively today as well. So how do you analyse the markets in the first at Caulfield here, Mickey? Yeah, really interesting, Gio. Wolfie's on a drift, um, surprisingly. But I wouldn't... Uh especially given the push that Nick Ryan's given it. What I suggest is watch the betting for this horse late. It could get out to like $6 and then they could just go whack um, and could be, you know, could potentially start anywhere as close to $4, just the way that they bet with this stable. Sensical's a horse, I think, that will actually probably um, firm closer to jump time as well. And the rest of them, uh, yeah, don't have any firm opinion on where they're going to go, Tommy. Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. I was surprised to see, given the way Wolfie's jumped out in, in the trials and the way the stable are talking about it, as soon as markets open, drifted significantly. So That's um, a concern I, for me, Tommy. That's a big concern yeah. for me, especially oh. from that yard. Yeah, so the, the betting late, um, particularly if that yard is uh, crucial here, if it does get out to $6, $6.50, if we're getting out further in the last 20 minutes of betting, uh, especially the last five or so, I you can almost put a pen through this horse. That's the way, and the parade obviously is going to be important. It's a get back runner, so that's that's key as well. So probably gets back in the first race, and I, you want to see market support from this stable. So watch late. Um, I'm not too concerned, Gareth. I think it might be the map people that have just okay. focused on the map early um, because it is a get back runner. But um, the last fifteen to twenty minutes is going to be crucial there. It has had the most um, money traded on the exchange so far. Okay, so what's that mean? That's a good point, Tommy, with your work there with the exchange. So when when you look at the exchange early doors, how much does that influence the markets with the other corporates? Yeah, it's almost the um, opposite. So a lot of corporates can bet back if they're holding big bets early at the, the 9am after minimum bet laws, so okay. they can actually bet back on these runners. The most money traded, um, it basically means there's probably differing opinions unless there's a significant firmer. So someone's obviously got to lay the bet and someone's got to take the bet. Um, so there's a bit of a divisive horse, Wolfie, and that's probably to do with the, the pattern and expected to get back in the run. So do we learn anything from the early markets in this first race, lads? Do you want to be on anything or it's just a wait and see, Tommy? 
I'm I'm keen to be with Wolfie here. Um, okay. I think he I think uh, can overcome uh, the track potentially and, and getting back. And I've loved uh, what this horse has done. Um, this Colt's done at the the jump outs, um, but I'm going to bet late if you bet. It's as simple as that. Don't bet now. Bet the last yeah. five minutes because if it's out to $7, you may as well not have a ticket and I don't want to be on. Um, you can have a smaller bet just for peace of mind. But, um, yeah, I just the stable love betting late. And if the money comes late, if it's sixes into fives or four fifty, if it starts anywhere near four, I'll be um, having a, a bet on it. So there you go. If you like Wolfie, you just watch the betting. And if they're backing it, you bet. If they don't, you don't bet. It's as simple as that. Mickey Gaddon, second and third races. Good luck playing there. King's crossing the favourite in that three-year-old contest. <laughs> and if Rolls has been up longer than um, – um, I'm trying to – I was going to insult someone. So <laughs> Stonehenge. Like, don't. Uh, don't. Yeah. don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sometimes you've got to be careful. Rolls has been up for a long, long time. But Matty Raymond says – he just keeps on impressing her. And win, lose, or draw today. This is the, the, the final race before he goes out for a well-deserved break, the Warnable Cup winner. Um, but I can't play in those two races. Does the market tell us anything there, Mickey Gannon? Uh, I don't see a whole lot going on here, G. But what, no. what I'd be happy to be is against Rolls. I just don't think this is the ideal setup. Last week yeah. was on a heavy track. Uh, I'm very happy to be against Rolls. Tommy? Is he out enough? That's the question. He's been up for so yeah. long. He's had grand finals. Um, the, the advantage is that he's map positive. Um, so he won't be far away and run um, from a nice barrier. But interesting to see how the track plays in the first couple of races. But I'm staying out. Now, Ollie, Ollie's back from holidays. Our panellist, he's a dead set superstar. He's been tanning himself at Hawaii. So I can't see him at the moment. But, Ollie, I'm going, can we play number two, which is a grab from Catherine Coleman talking about Molly Nickers? In his fourth race at Caulfield, when we had a chat to Catherine, Molly Nichols was around two dollars eighty. Now the Nichols has just been backed off the map into a dollar ninety with pickle bet in most markets. Let's hear what Catherine Coleman had to say about Molly Nichols today. I think um, stepping up to fourteen hundred meters tomorrow, oh, Saturday will definitely suit her rather than the twelve hundred first up. But um, she's come on really well since that run. She looks super. Work on Tuesday was really good and. Um, sort of indicated to us that she's come on from that run. So, yeah, she goes there in very good order. So after that interview towards the end, I say I said to, to Catherine, like I always do, what's the best for the Coleman slash Moody camp? And without hesitation, she said Molly Nickers, really. So, And, and Mickey Gaddon ever since then, geez, it's been some go on Molly Nickers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's nearly the best back galloper all day at Caulfield so far. Yeah, you're spot on, G. Relentless money for Molly Nickers. Sort of uh, flattened out a bit now. Uh, I tell you what, though, I'd be surprised if there's any more money for it. Like, I, I've got it rated a dollar sixty on what it's done, but then you go barrier one, it's going to get back. It could be in strike. I could see it probably starting closer to two dollars, Tommy. Yeah, the weighted average price in the exchange is currently two dollars twenty-two. So um, you're shorter than that now, which suggests that this horse has been well backed. Barrier one's going to be interesting. Obviously, we've got three races ahead of this. See what the fence is doing before you're playing. But um, the market says yes, and the money says yes. So um looks mighty hard to beat. Yeah, $1.90 with Pickle Bet. And um, she's $1.90 with everybody, basically. So it's been some go on that particular galloper for the informed Moody slash Coleman camp these days. Catherine Coleman will be on the ticket with Peter Moody at the start of the new season, which isn't far away. Let's have a look at race number five there at Caulfield today. 
Um, this is another interesting race. There's been a few horses that have had a little bit of backing. Well, Vader's the interesting runner for mine here, Tommy. I'd be fascinated to see what the market's done. It's been impressive, this campaign, but that's been on rain effect and going. Gets a good track today. Do the punters still want to go with Morveda because of the conditions? Yeah, it's been steady enough. Um, obviously, it brings winning form into this, a good barrier. Uh, looks to get a nice run. Uh, it's, it hasn't been a lot of movement, to be honest. Cuban Links had a bit of early support up the top there. Um, drawn by our eight for Billy Egan, drew a win off two minor placings. But um, I think the punters are a bit gun It looks a very open race, Gano. Yeah, spot on, Tommy. Don't see much going on in the markets here at all. Um, and, and to be honest, I think they're just uh, throwing the confetti in the air and see where it lands. Probably last 10, 15 minutes will tell the story here. Question from one of our listeners. Hey, boys, with the Blue Army having so many short faves, are they worth backing? What's the Blue Army's win percentage in Melbourne on Saturdays? That's from Danny from Berwick. Um, or Berwick, I should say. Now, Kin's the horse that's been heavily supported, a little bit like Molly Nickers. Um Kins into an odds-on favourite now. For Cadolphin, Selene Gordry takes the ride. What are we doing here, Mickey? Do we? I know you're keen on Kim. What price have you marked this galloper? And would you be taking a dollar eighty-five as we speak? Yeah, don't fall off your chair here, G. But I had Kim marked a dollar fifty, and okay. I suggest well, that's that value eighty-five is still value. And the scratching is just make it a little bit easier because Kim can now. Just be a little bit closer. She has a superior turn of foot. She's a superior horse here. She's a you know group three level horse. She'll be winning a group race at some stage in her career. And uh, she should be far too good for these. I suggest she should start closer to probably $1.60. Tommy? Yeah, that'll have to do with the way the track plays, can I? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, get back runner. If um, you come out and see a few leaders win early, the market might be slightly against you. You might get closer to $2 there. But if it's track's fair and they're getting off fence, um, She'll be very, very short. My little concern with Ken, and I see this, we talk about um, the question in, uh, was Godolphin Runners and the Blue Army yep. uh, in Melbourne. I, I do have a little reservation backing Godolphin horses later in preps, particularly in Melbourne. So um, you see this at the early parts of the spring, they're, they're firing all cylinders um, all, on all cylinders and, they're going up up and about in Sydney and then they get to Melbourne and they've had a few runs and they've had their grand finals. So I, I do like Godolphin best fresh, um, first and second up. That's a little theory I've got. So the Kin's obviously having its fifth run this campaign now off a win. It's hard to be against her on the, the dominant win last day at Caulfield. So I don't really want to be against her at the price, but I'm not too keen to step in either. So it'll be interesting to see where she gets to, Ken. That's an interesting point you make about Godolphin horses deep in a preparation. Um, and we've got Varvia about to have a chat about who will be going around as the favourite in race number seven there at Caulfield this afternoon. We'll talk about that race straight after this break here on Winners. This is the opening bell, Gareth Hall, Tommy Haylock, Mickey Gannon with you. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota and also Pickle Bet. Don't go anywhere. We'll have a look at the back end of that Caulfield card with the markets and we'll analyze especially the bletchingly and then we'll take a look at rose hill this afternoon and go through the markets there kilmore toyota home of toyota hilux 4x4 and 4x2 ready when you are kilmoretoyota.com.au live across australia on sen track this is winners with gareth hall Welcome back to Winners. This is the opening bell. Thanks to Kilmore Toyota. Ready when you are. KilmoreToyota.com.au. 
Bet.com.au and also Picklebet. And we're analysing the markets for the opening bell at Caulfield, first of all, with Tommy Haylock and Mickey Gaddon. You can join the conversation anytime you want. 0499 736 736. 0499 736 736. Question from Jerry says, Tommy, can we get out of the, the cricket with a draw? Is there any possibility the rain comes? What are you hearing? From the UK, well, the market says it's going to be torrential. So um, England are out to two dollars seventy, despite holding a commanding position. So uh, the draw at dollar forty-ish. It looks like it's going to rain all day today. Fingers crossed. That's what we're hoping for. So if it rains all day today, then we've got still two more days. We're still one hundred and sixty odd or whatever we're behind with what six wickets in hand. So they probably only need what 30, 40 overs at us. In those conditions, yes. don't say that, Gareth. We're uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd be backing England um, at the moment because I agree. Um, we've bat deep this uh, the way we've gone with selection, but um, the forecast doesn't look good, so that's what we're hoping for. Yep, it'll be an interesting couple of days as we pray for rain. Basically, you don't want to mm. win the Ashes like that, but um, yeah, you do. You win it anyway. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take it. Now let's have a look at race number seven at Caulfield today. Um, what price would you back Favia at, Mickey Gavin? Uh, another one, another shorty, and this is probably the best shorty of the day here. I've got a mark dollar ninety. I think she was sensational. Granted, it was against her own sex. She's now got to go um, take on the Geldings this time, but she's really good in a recent jump out. And her win last start was phenomenal. Barrier seven today, he got Blake Shin aboard. Now, it's worth noting, I think we had a few questions on the uh, weekend preview of, you know, where's this horse going to get to? Well, Last preparation, end of last preparation, she actually led at Rose Hill 1,200 metres, which is not an easy yes starting point to find the front from barrier six. So she's got a bit of early toe as well. She doesn't have to be back near last like she was last time. I suggest she'll sit on speed and give her a huge sight. And I reckon, Jay, you're probably going to get closer to uh, $2.10 come jump time, Tommy. Okay. Gee, you're a price aggressively, Gano. Um, you are, haven't you? Yes. You've got you, some Yep. Well, I'm glad I'm not your book. You're not, you're not my bookmaker today, then, Mickey Gavin. Because well, don't it's worry, sort of boys, like I've, I've bet. I've yeah. bet. Don't you worry about <laughs> that. Sounds, sounds like it. It. I'm betting as well. Um, because just on that, Tommy. Just on that. So, yeah. so Mickey Gannon, you've done the the form. You've analysed. You've done your own prices. So when we talk about value, and this is not for everybody. We we might we most of us don't have enough time to. Um, do the form and then do our own prices. So we're relying on people like you. So when you analyze these fields and you put down, say, Varvia is a dollar ninety and it's two fifty, that's value, basically. So that's a that's a that's a that's a chips all in type of situation. That's a lot of value. Yes. It's a lot of value. Yeah, spot on G. And look, it, it's it's borderline impossible if you're sitting at home trying to make make your own market to a hundred percent just on a pen and paper. So, you know, you do need some systems in place to help you with that, you know, working off ratings and lengths and margins and things like that. So it's a bit of an advantage. But, yeah, spot on, G. If you're marking something $1.90 and it's $2.50, that's a great bet. Tommy, take it away. Yeah, it's, it's firm 4% um, on the corporates uh, via, via. Uh, holding a little bit of money on the exchange. Um, looks like it's firmed a little bit this morning on the exchange as well. So the market's there. Um Again, Godolphin run deep in prep, so I'm not too keen. I might jump on Gano's um, bandwagon there and, and take the 260, 270, because if Gano's right, it's going to start much shorter. What about this feature event, the Bletchingley Group 3? And um, we've got 
ingratiating around $4.40 with Pickle Bet and most other shops. General Bowes had a little bit of support. Nick Ryan gave a good push for regards Marie. Memphis been easy and then it's our times favourite, three fifty. Good luck here. And there's a couple of questions coming through from our Tassie friends. Um, what do you lads think of the chances of Alpine Wolf for Barry Campbell and Daniel Gannon gets an opportunity here in Melbourne today? Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, I think the market's got Alpine Wolf spot on around that $14 mark. That's fair enough. I had a price around that. I found it very hard. To, this, is a, this is a race that I just struggle with. And I, I, I thought there wasn't a whole lot between Nemeth and It's Our Time. It's Our Time has been very, very well supported now um, and, and Nemeth on the drift. So obviously there's probably got a lot to do with the SP um, profile from last start, but still couldn't go past Nemeth, even though it was out in front, did its best work there. I don't think there's a whole lot between the two of them. I think ingratiating will know how good this horse is going um, in the last sort of five minutes if, if they um, if they come for it because ingratiating is clearly the best horse in the race. But uh, who knows? They, they reckon it was um, didn't handle the soft going last start. It was shifty going, but it's, it's career peaks coming on a heavy 10. So it's completely grayed me up. Tommy, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, that old chestnut is hard with the sticky kind of surfaces. Sometimes horses go better on heavy 10s than a, a soft six or seven. So... Um, really interesting one there. Tongue tie on ingratiating as well, which is um, for the first time. So that might suggest that there was an issue there first up as well. I I have a little bit of a query about the two favourites. So, um, it's our time and Nementh here at Caulfield. Nementh's never run at Caulfield. It's our time's never won at Caulfield. Um, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. If the money comes through ingratiating, that's where I want to be. Uh, and I think it will. I think this horse might um, have a little bit of support late and I'm happy to have ingratiating on top. Okay, so what's the market there in the Blessing Lee? It's a difficult race, but if it comes for the Blue Army and ingratiating, and I would imagine if Varvia and Kin get up, it'll start at odds on favourite um, ingratiating <laughs> today. So what's the market there? I can't recall, I don't know about you, Tommy, and I don't know what the exchange is doing here, but another odds on favourite with Pickle Bet, $1.80 St. Lawrence. There's going to be maybe three or four odds on favourites at Caulfield today. It's like the trots. Yeah, Gano's got a mark all marked to dollar forty two. So yes, <laughs> make, make well, or this break. Is, this is one I don't have marked to dollar forty, but geez, okay. they absolutely come for it. St. Lawrence, you got the, the uh, what a kilo and a half claim there for Carlene. You've drawn barrier one from the fourteen hundred meters start, which is just ticking all the boxes. But then we talked earlier, you know, late in the day, is that where you want to be? Uh, I I couldn't possibly get this horse at dollar seventy, Tommy. The market is, um, this is probably the most traded runner on the day on the exchange so far this morning. Um, obviously, short prices tend to lend themselves to the most activity, but uh, a few people are keen to be against and a few people are strongly in the, the camp of St. Lawrence. So I'm not sure what the market does. The um, the average price um, is about $2, so it has firmed uh, $1.75 on the exchange. So the money's come, but it's um, been a fair go. Interesting, you make a great point about barrier one late in the day. So with the exchange, how much money in the pools at the moment, Tommy? When like I, I know that when did when do these pools start to build and you can get a real good guide or if, if that's going to play and give us any patterns on, on how the afternoon's going to go? Melbourne's probably a, a better guide to Sydney given the, the way the fee structure is. So it tends yeah. to be more um more money. So I could tell you that um so Lawrence has had close to $20,000 matched at the moment, and that holds 97% of all market money on this race. Okay. Um, that's, how, that's how divisive this horse has been.
All right, then 9.34. So it's going to be interesting today at Caulfield. So basically like Wolfie in the first, if the money comes for that gallop, you bet if it doesn't, you stay out. Um, maybe you wait if you like Molly Nickers in race number four. Um, St. Lawrence will be interesting, that final event. The Bletchingly ingratiating, I think the lads, if the money comes for that galloper, you jump on the bandwagon there. And we're expecting horses like Varve to be a lot shorter than it is as we speak. It's currently at $2.50. Um, 9.34, let's take the – yes, Tommy, just before we take the oh, news. Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say really quickly, what happens with these favourites late is going to be telling. Um, I'll be backing yep. late um, and watching the market Patience. in the last five minutes. Yeah, so if you're playing football today – and you're having a punt, it's a difficult one. So this is what my advice would be. You go to your trusty um, punting mate at the footy club and you just tell them that if this is the situation, you watch the races up to a couple of minutes out, if they're backing Wolfie or you like something a little later on, you just give them some advice and then you tell the, the story at the three-quarter time huddle. You, got to, you, you can't put your bets on too early today. That's my advice. Um, 9.35, let's take the news.